Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one <laughs> wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. It's the Bola Boys for a special episode. Big game yesterday, boys. I don't know if everyone has seen what the score was. Um, but uh, I think surprised to say the least. But before we get into all of that, we've got a special guest today with us, Chun Hang, who has graciously agreed to come and uh, speak to us about yesterday's game. Chun Hang, how are we doing? Thanks for the invite. Um, it's an honor, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, I mean, I'm feeling great other than the fact that United lost 7-0. And, uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> listeners will know I'm a United fan, so it's kind of... It's, it's a it's a pain, but you know what? We, we, it's we a pain, but you're professional, bro. So we have you to go come, you've showed up. It happens, you it know. It happens, you know. It sometimes you win seven new. Sometimes oh, sometimes you lose seven new. It happens. Seven new. <laughs> Besides, we've already beaten and, Southampton nine new. So you know it. So you you're plus. You're some, still you know. plus two on there. Yeah. Yeah, but and uh, of course, I'm joined by my co-host Vis. Vis is staying very quiet. Yeah. As you can imagine. I think he had a very different podcast in. Yeah, in, when we agreed, and I like, I feel bad for <laughs> Chun Hang also la. Like, I'm sure he was looking forward to get on the pod as well, but not on the back of that seven nil. Even thrashing is an understatement, bro. God knows what that was last night, man. Oh, Churang, when we were deciding to record the pod, I was because normally right, Kaiser and me are two Liverpool fans, one United fan, and I was like, oh, we're gonna play United. Pro- I thought probably we're gonna lose. And then we're making it two United fans in one league. I was like, oh my God, mentally preparing myself this whole weekend. But, you know, well, well, well. <laughs> must have been fun. It must have been fun at work for you guys, I'm, I'm assuming. Must have been oh, fun today. Oh, bro. It's been great. But still, it's still Monday. It's still a whole week yeah. of, uh, of enjoying this before we, uh, <laughs> before we forget about it. And a whole uh, season before the, this fixture is repeated. So... We'll see. But Chunang, before we get into the game, as you said, thank you so much for joining us. But why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, your fellow PJ boy, like uh, me yeah. and Vis, but coming from Penang. But how did you get involved into football? Because you you know, you know, do a lot of work with Astro. You do a lot of stuff on Twitter, which is great, which is how I actually came across your stuff. Um, you know, Feel free to let, let us know your Twitter handle, but please let us know how you got involved in football. All right, all right. Thanks so much for the gracious introduction. Um, yeah, I'm Chun Hang, and I've actually been involved with uh, football data anal- analytics first. So that's basically what I specialize in, I would say, as cringy as it sounds. But um, yeah, I started this in uh, COVID of uh, 2020. It started when I, you know, we can't go out. I love football. And at the same time, yeah. I'm an IT student, so okay. And I really like data. So there's this one day yeah. I came across this uh, website. Uh, it's called FB Ref. Um, through yes. a video, right? It's through through a video that I saw online, and I was like so interested in understanding what football analytic is, what statistics, the numbers. Actually, yes, the numbers, the numbers that makes these players so good. And from there on, I started writing articles on my Medium uh, account. Um, I don't really write them now, but I have been 
trying to get myself to write them more regularly. Uh, yeah, my Medium account. But yeah, I used I used to write a lot of uh, player analysis on me my Medium account, and from there I started to realize, you know what? Let's just use data visualization. So we call it um it's another name for graphics. So like the okay. charts, like the pass maps, heat maps, so to say. Because that I think would greatly add value to what I'm writing, um, on top of the stats that I'm using as well. So Definitely. with that, slowly it manifested into a really serious passion, a really serious hobby of mine, and uh, eventually you learn how to code stuff with Python and all this, and event and um yeah, I I also post a lot of these data graphics on my twitter at chunhang7 i know it's a bit ironic with my 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 handle being seven <laughs> I, i've been meaning in honor of yeah. yesterday's game huh? oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't even in honor for yesterday's game man it was just a, a, a username i thought about two years ago or something like that and yeah well what a day for, for us to be speaking <laughs> about it, it. Be what a day yeah. i mean yeah i post a lot of my my um my graphics there and uh, also share a lot of my thoughts on football because at the end of the no, day definitely. I'm just like all of you man. I'm, I'm still a football no, fan no I mean you're, I think you're doing yourself a disservice there Chunang. I mean the own, the reason I've come across your profile is because not the fact that you were Malaysian not the fact that you know we had mutuals I'm sure we do have some mutuals but it was the fact that I saw your tweets and I was like hey this is good I enjoy reading this I enjoy digesting this <laughs> and then the fact that I saw you were Malaysian the fact that I saw you from here I was like this is fantastic man because like you said I think we are still uh, I mean I do it not to be insulting to, to Malaysian football anything, but we're still behind I think it's fair to say right we're still behind European football we're still behind some of our counterparts in Asia in that sense both in terms of the professional side of the game the tactical side of the game but also digesting the game Right, I think the way Malaysian fans maybe look at football might be slightly different to elsewhere. So it's so nice to see someone like yourself sort of flying our flag, you know, being recognized. Because I mean, your following on Twitter and stuff is not just Malaysians, right? It's all football fans, and I think the data community on Twitter you're you're quite involved with. So how has that been, sort of getting involved in all of that and sort of implementing that to the Malaysian side? How have you found that? Ah, uh, thanks for that. That that's a great. Uh another great introduction to me but yeah um the community the data community's been great and uh honestly i found it's it's difficult to find a online community as i'm pretty sure a lot of listeners would resonate with especially with a subject so uh, subjective football is a very subjective subject it's a very niche thing as well if you're talking about football data So it's I mean, people still great. laugh at xg right people you know what i mean i mean still, people still yeah. look at xg and say come on That doesn't matter. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of rid- ridiculous comments on on the advanced statistics. Perhaps not because they don't understand it, or perhaps maybe they just you know lack that education. Maybe they just you know um, they just grass FC versus yeah grass FC. FC. I mean that's <laughs> that usually gets you the interaction on on Twitter. You know all these provocative comments, but yeah, it's something that. I feel strongly about, and I've been trying to push it alongside with my friend Kish Matstats. I'm pretty sure a lot of Malaysians would have heard of him. So we another really good follow as well. Yeah, a really, really good, good follow, I mean, a really yeah, good friend definitely. of mine. Um, and on top of that, he's a brilliant storyteller, and that's what uh that's what he 
I, I, I would think he prides himself to be as well. A great storyteller, a great friend, uh, brilliant with stats as well. And uh, we have a show on Astro Arena, actually. It's called Go Panaiti, which airs every Friday, 8.15 p.m. So it's basically talking about football, um, football stories, really, and using data, using stats, using the graphics I just talked about to back up whatever I just said. I mean, to back up our story, really. And to give yes. it a compelling is narrative. That, is that in English or is that in BM? It's in Malay at the minute. It's in Malay. And how, how has that been? Sort of, what's your Malay like before studying all this? Um, my Malay has been, been, obviously I'm not a, <laughs> Malay is not, not, my, not my first language. Strongest. It's not yeah, my strongest, strongest suit. Let's yeah. just put it that way. So I've been learning. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been um, actively learning. And it's a, it's, a, it's a journey so far. And I'm enjoying this journey. Of course, it's going to be tough. Of course, uh, it's never going to be easy. But, I mean, as a kid, I always tell myself I want to be a footballer. But obviously, I'm not good enough. And the next best thing is talking about football, right? Like yeah, you guys. Man. Like you guys, what you're doing now. The next best thing to do is talk about football. And right now, I'm living the dream, honestly. And oh, if, it, if so, it means... Yeah, it's so nice to see. Yeah, I mean, really. if it means so having nice to, to come out of my comfort zone to talk about it, I'm willing to do it, man. It's something yeah. I love. Definitely. And I think that, that, like you said, the the best part about that is you've come out of your comfort zone, you've done something on your own back, but then you've got the positive feedback. You know, people like Astro, you know, if people don't know Astro is the equivalent of sort of Sky Sports in Malaysia. Yeah. And Chunang is doing a show. That, that's great, man. That's fantastic. But, I mean, let's go away from the uh, positive stuff. That's a great story, Chunang. <laughs> let's dive into... <laughs> I like how you just said, go away from the positive stuff. Man. I mean, it's still positive for me, but, you know, right, you know right. it depends which, way, which side of the fence you're on. I think we look at this game, is this, we have to look at it from the season so far. And I have to admit, I was very pessimistic going to the game. We had a conversation last yeah. week. I said, I just don't see how... Uh, for me, Liverpool not dropping all three points, even coming away with a draw, honestly, I would have been like, that was pretty good. Yeah, like, no, you know, prior to that game, right, I, would have been I wasn't going to say, oh, I'm so confident United going to win. But it was more of, I've never been more confident in a long time going to Anfield. Going to Anfield, bro, it's not an easy place. Even on the port also, I told you, like, Anfield is something else, bro. This is a Man United versus Liverpool fixture, you know. Anything can happen. <laughs> but I didn't expect 7 nil, bro. That, I'm going to be honest, lah. You know. I was shocked. Yeah, too. more than like, I was we, disappointed, we a, yeah. like, sad or what. It was just, I was shocked. Like, where the hell did this come out from, you know? Like, I'm still shocked. Yeah, I'm man. still shocked. No, but you're, you're, you're absolutely right in where has this come from. Because if you look at the season so far, I mean, Liverpool are in sixth. They were, they were sorry, six points from Champions League spots, fourth. Uh, from Spurs, who have not good, been good themselves. You know, the recent form, I guess you could say 10 points from the last four games have been good. But performance-wise, again, nothing special. But, you know, Jürgen Klopp has been saying, you know, it's positive. We've been shutting g- games out. We've not been conceding goals. But you look at the opposite side, and that's why I keep saying even be- before we started recording, I think the most out-of-pattern uh, performance was United. You come off the Carabao Cup win last weekend, solid performance. Newcastle had a really good goal, but let's be honest, it was United's Cup that whole game, I would say. And Barcelona result, which arguably is even more impressive. Two legs... They are leading La Liga at the minute. They are no clowns. They just beat Real Madrid. It's so out of character. You know, and I think that was the biggest shock to it. But do you think anything outside 
the game has has had an influence? Do you think because of the Carabao Cup hype, they've had to pick a similar team when they shouldn't have, maybe? What do you think, Chunang? Because we look at the lineup, right? It's unchanged from the final. Do you think that is justified? Do you think that was a good thing? Well, honestly, I think... Um, well, in hindsight, we could have said that, you know, they probably should have changed up a few things. But this is honestly the best lineup of the entire season. This yeah. is the lineup that's been beating Barcelona, that's been, you know, winning United their cup after so long. This is this is the lineup. Yeah. And to see it just perish just like that under you know in in, in Anfield is quite disheartening. But I understand this is, you know, like you said, we've come off, we've, we've come over, you know, we've, we've arrived at Anfield after a really good cup win, FA Cup win, yep. uh, a, Car- a Carabao Cup final win, and a Barcelona win. A win at, yeah. was it at Camp Nou as well? No, no, it was at Old Trafford. Yeah, Old Trafford. So, the mental fatigue, I would say, mm. has definitely played a part. We're not talking about physically, yeah. you know. We're talking about mental fatigue. Just imagine telling your players, how do you motivate them? Game to after game after game is always a big one. There isn't a breather. You get what I mean? Like, you're always having to rely on that same 11 to face the same mountainous challenge, you know. Like, like you said, game. every yeah. game. Barcelona isn't an easy task. United beat them. Impressive. Then we go to the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup final, another tough game against Newcastle. We beat them, yes. But and then West Ham, there there were some struggles against West Ham. With with um, uh, I would say uh, like, I wouldn't say a completely changed team, but but some I mean some some reserved players getting starts right and some despite reserved that players, yes yeah. But even then, you can see Marcus Rashford had to come had to come on. <laughs> I think Bruno Fernandez made some appearance as well. I mean. We we needed that star quality to to just yes. bail us out. What do you think, Wiz? Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I think the result last night, right, sort of, made me look back in hindsight. Like for example, the Leeds game, the one that we won, I thought we were quite poor second half. You know, we didn't come out that well, and we rode our luck. Somehow we won that game. Even the Leicester game, to be fair. Remember, Leicester were actually, you know, uh, peppering our goal to a certain extent. And then that one also came out second half, somehow we won. So I feel there are certain occasions where we have, you know, come out riding our luck. And when you do the same thing against a team like Liverpool with the likes of Salah, you know, uh, Nunes, Gakpo, I don't think you get away with it. Lah. And I think it was more of, you see, if you look at a game, right, this is what I think. Lah. The first half, you know, initially, 10 to 15 minutes, uh, Liverpool were dominant, okay? And um, although they, are, they, are, they didn't get any clear-cut chances, they were dominant, but United sort of grew into the game. And I personally think that United had the better of the chances, barring uh, Gakpo's goal, Agreed. okay, I in agree, the first actually. half. Yes. So when Gakpo scored the goal, uh, they all were like, like annoyed, you know, they were pissed off, you know. And then coming out second half, you know, they're still not as focused and all that. Suddenly, I don't know when Nunes scores. And then they're even more frustrated. And then it's just like a domino <laughs> effect, you know. And like, I think that's that's how I can relate to what Chun Hang saying, like that mental fatigue. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh? Like, you know, how many times are we going to come mm. back? How many times, you know, like, I think maybe that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought it was, la, at least. I think, but I think yeah. So I think yeah. when you look back in hindsight, you always, the result always has a way of, of uh, almost 
changing your opinion on what you saw. But I agree with this. The first half, Liverpool start well. They start very aggressive. I think the pressure was great. Harvey Elliott was very clever on the ball. But no real shots on target besides the goal. No real clear-cut chances where like, wow, a goal is coming here. Oppositely, after the first 25 minutes, Fernandez has that great chance on the left side where he has a header, goes wide, could easily be a goal. But more than that, the Rashford chance where Shaw crosses in from the left side, Rashford is in between both the centre-backs. In the form he was in, I thought that's 1-0, you know. And that would have been the perfect sort of performance, very similar to the Carabao Cup final where Newcastle were on top but not really making chances. And United just soak up, soak up, soak up, clinical, bang. But that didn't happen. And I think that, like you said, when that doesn't happen, right, and then you concede, and then, I mean, they always say best time to score, all these old sort of football cliches, right? Best time to score is before halftime, after halftime. Yeah. And then you see the big the big Yeah, and right before Liverpool scored, Casemiro scored that uh, that uh, disallowed goal, right? So I think that even added more than yeah. And that would have yeah. been typical. <laughs> everything that happened there, but there was just just off for United was everything that's been going so well this season. Casemiro scoring headers. You know, and I it's so easy could have been three three zero before halftime to United. And we turn around and say Man United, fantastic. They've done everything they've been doing this season well. But football is like that. Football is just such Bro, believe it or not, you, even you know, halftime, we were 1-0 done. I was like, okay, now we're going to come back. Lah. You know, because we, I was quite yeah. confident, bro. Which is why it adds to the shock Agreed. of how we conceded yep. fucking six yeah. goals, bro, in one half. Oh my God. I think Wiz touched on the domino effect, which I 100% agree with, you know. Um, both teams, in terms of tactically what we can see and i mean both teams are very transitional based i think it's fair to say yeah and both teams are just trying to hit each hit each other through the counters right and when the first goal goes in it's almost like like you said a domino effect because when the first goal goes in that means liverpool are allowed a little bit of respite they, they can rest a little bit they can yep. defend a little bit more and as they defend they got a the breakthrough United playing as the offensive team would push up even more. And it, when they push up even more, it would encourage Liverpool to play their transitional game even more. You get what I mean? So the moment that the second goal went in just so quickly after second, I, I think around 80 seconds. 46. In, 46. 46 minutes, 46 30 seconds. minutes, 30 seconds. They yeah. scored a goal. It instantly just ruined the momentum United yeah. had going. And, and uh, I mean, we can see clearly concentrations were lost, hits were lost. They started to, they started, United started to push up even higher. And as they push up even higher, it's much more easier for Liverpool to just break through their midfield. But, but I think attack. that's why, and it's interesting, I want to hear this from both you guys. That's, it's all out of character for United to be like that. You say, you talk about head loss, you know. This is not the first time United concede the first goal. You know, this is not the first time that, you know, they go behind and they find it a bit difficult. Is What was shocking to me is the, like you said, the amount of head loss throughout the team. I mean, Bruno Fernandes was losing his shit. Mm. Luke Shaw was kicking out. Martinez, obviously, you know, it, it's so... I just don't understand why. Because if you look at it, Grand Scheme, okay, fine, 2-0, second half. It's not a bad... You're not in a terrible position. Yeah, see. See, the way I look at it, right? 
what Liverpool, what you know, made Liverpool who they are was this transitional football. They were in at their peak, right? They were the best at it. You know, counter attacking. They were just the best, bro. You know, the quick fire counter attacking rock and roll style. Okay, when you're three nil down, this one I have to give it up to the players and to the manager. I think they were a bit naive. They would, they still thought, okay, maybe we can grab one back. Maybe we can, you know, sort of make this happen. And like Chun Hang said, they were going higher and higher, leaving them so exposed at the back. And that coupled with the fact of Liverpool's talent, you know, their skill at making you pay. You know, we are not going against like like um, other teams who are not as good as Liverpool. You get what I'm saying? Although, okay, fine, Liverpool are not in the greatest of form, right? But players like Salah, players like like uh, Nunes, they're so pacey, they're so good, so clinical. So you give them mm. space, bro. They'll just rip you apart, you know, in that sense. And even yeah. at four 0 down, they were going higher and higher, as if as if you know they can get one back and score another three. You you get what I'm saying? <laughs> they never at any point, yeah. right? They never decided to at three 0 I would have thought, right? Ten Hag should have told them, okay, look, let's shut up shop, damage control already now because there's no way back already. But they just never did that. Even until five six nil, I think at five nil already, nobody listening to anyone. All heads were gone already by by that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, um, I don't think Eric Ten Hag's the one the, the kind of manager that would surrender or or you know shut down shop oh, that easily. Yes. He doesn't strike yeah. strike that way at all. He just wants no. the attack. He just wants to attack. And yeah. call it naive, call it whatever you want. That's how United play all the time. You know, you all think about you think that's about plan A, right? That's, that's plan A. That's that's that. I mean, it's either you lose, um, you, either how to say you somehow get a goal back, and uh, spark a comeback, or you lose with dignity. Save some face, lah. Right. Yeah. So that's yes. what happened against yeah. the City game. I remember we were trashed by City at the Etihad. I think we were what five nil down or something, and then slowly we scored a few goals and ended up six three la. It was five one uh, at one point, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, or four one. Something like then it then, and when then the last five six minutes. Yeah, so, and then somehow that one they salvaged the scoreline six three. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're yeah. saying, Chunha. Respectable. It's easy line, for me to say in hindsight. Oh, three nil. Shut up, shop. You know because we lost seven. Right, so easy to say in hindsight. But I remember that a city game that United lost under Fergie. That six one game. We were one man down, but the reason it reached to six one was because Ferguson said, "No, fuck no, I'm gonna keep attacking. I don't care." He didn't shut up shop, bro. He went for it, lah. You know, so I guess maybe we have to be prepared but for more games like this. <laughs> no, no, but it's funny, Avis. I think you're right, Chunang. You have you have, I mean, you've said it already. So I'm just making your point again. Is the fact that these two managers, Klopp and Ten Hag, right? They are both managers who my plan A is the plan A. No point us messing about with a plan B, plan C, because if you want this plan A to work, we need to dedicate all our efforts, all our belief into making plan A work. Do you know what I mean? So when the the is and it's, and it's the same thing, same thing with Guardiola. He's a bit. I mean, I think I think he's changed a bit more this season, but it used to be this is the way we play. This is plan A. My plan A is so good that I can beat anyone. We have to stick to this plan A, and then this is what you see, like you said, you get these freak results. Liverpool have had freak results as well, you know. We've 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 considered three zero to Brighton, three zero to Brentford, and I think this is why what makes elite managers is the fact that you have to block out all the sound, right? So Eric Ten Hag now has to go away, not only convince himself but convince the squad that okay, that was shit. What did we do? Shit. 
let's look at it. But this is still the plan. This is still how we play. This is how Man United plays. So, Chunang, obviously, it didn't go to plan yesterday. But from a tactical point of view, where do you think the battles were won and lost uh, yesterday? It has to be the midfield. Honestly, the midfield. We talked about uh, mental mental fatigue earlier, but it's quite jarring to me that we see Casemiro and Fred struggling uh, to make to make their their you know to, to cover their ground down the pitch to defend especially again out of character right so out of character out of character I would say yes but at the same time it's not like they they had control of it they are tired they are physically exhausted we can see it in them these are players that's been used constantly you know that like a bar of soap. Honestly, just a bar so used constantly. I mean, yeah. Casemiro, I, yeah, I think I the, add, having that. to add a bit of water to make the soap extend a bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> like all the the mama shops, are all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mama shops. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show, man. I mean, they need rest, and unfortunately, this is just an off day. Off days do come. I, 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 I agree that off days do come. It's just unfortunate for United that the off days. Of the players seem to happen all at once, you know, Varane yeah. and uh, Martinez normally quite reliable off day. Yes, the two fullbacks, Dalo and Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, oh, oh. in my opinion, one of the best one of the best players had an off, off day. day. Yeah. We we can't yeah. deny that we can't deny it. he he looks tired, like an off day, and he looks frustrated, more frustrated than I've seen, ever right? seen him yeah, play yeah. in my life. You got fed <laughs> up. For bro. example, look yeah. at look at the sixth goal. I think it was a yeah, it was a sixth goal. Or when he tried uh, to clear the yeah, ball, he, he like half ass cleared it right and yeah. passed it back. As half as is the half as <laughs> is the correct term. Nonchalantly just kicked it, my man. You kicked it straight <laughs> and you don't play and it rebounds <laughs> back to Salah. Come on, man. You gotta do better than that. And he didn't look. He didn't. His body. His body language didn't look great at all. Okay, Bruno Fernandez, another one who had off day. Um, mm. Rashford, begging, begging, so, man, begging the manager him off, to take him, him off. <laughs> nah, okay. This is where I want to want to come to the rescue. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say protect Fernandez because I thought he was really bad, in the sense that I saw a clip where he just gave up chasing uh, Stevan Bajetic. Uh, Bajetic, uh, yeah. 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 Yep. He gave up. I feel like that's disrespectful to um me. I mean, to us fans. as United fans, especially. Yeah. To the bash, I feel like you Throwing have to keep running. Right? Yeah. But I do not think he was calling to get subbed off. I think that was blown out of position. Proportion. Uh, proportion. There was there were there were some new things like, often uh? do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there there were. I mean, it is yeah. an actual discourse online at the moment. <laughs> really. You know? It is an actual discourse. Yeah. And, there, and there always will be. There'll always be a blowout after. I mean, this is a crazy yeah. result, man. Yeah. United's worst ever loss since nineteen eighty five. Last time they lost was seven yeah. one. But I think that unprofessionalism, that's fine. Fernandez, I think we take it away. My view, okay, from an external point of view, from a Liverpool point of view, right? Anthony comes in as a big money signing. Again, he comes from Dutch league. He's still, is it fair to say he hasn't hit the ground running? And that's fine. I think when you're a winger, when you're, you're one of your biggest strengths is your take-ons and your deals, it takes time, fine. But the fact is, I think he... He's not putting in the work. And I think Eric Ten Hag makes comments, right? Unprofessionalism. He makes a few comments after the game. Do you think Anthony is uh, is to blame for... I mean, especially the first goal. And after that, Robertson has got the free reign. Free reign of that middle of the park. And do you think, you know, it's hard to justify Anthony when he's not performing on the other side and not doing the leg work? 
I don't know what is that unfair or you think it's a bit unfair of me to say that. Um, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think that's fair to say. Um, Anthony yeah. to me, yeah. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great young potential player. Do I think he's worth hundred million? It's hard to say because take a look at the market now. Who is justified? Who is um capable of being a right footed? I uh, sorry, left footed right winger that wouldn't cost mm. you over fifty million. You know. Yeah. And, and well, if they do, yeah. then you should let Liverpool know because they need one as well. Exactly, it's a rare less. commodity <laughs> in the market. Okay, this young players, this young, yet exciting left-footed right wingers it's a really tough profile to find and um eric ten Hag wants a player that he's comfortable with you know they've worked together at, at ix and clearly it's been doing great for them there and he wants the same player at united i don't blame him for that it comes with a price and um the price is a bit heavy but it is what you want it is what you want it, he's the player he's yeah. the type of profile that would elevate a team look at Look at City, hundred yeah. percent, and I agree with you there about about it taking time. But what about the the his work? Off yeah, the see, yeah, because uh, I see this is the game, let... right? That Anthony didn't play well. Okay, he really yeah. didn't play well. He didn't put in. I mean, offensively, offensively he was poor. Defensively, he did. He basically didn't do anything. Okay, but I've seen and the team playing without Anthony and with Anthony, and Anthony is usually very very hardworking. Okay, that yeah, yes, usually very right. very hardworking. Yes. Likewise, Bruno right. also is right. extremely hardworking, bro. So yesterday when he didn't yeah. run when he was six yeah. nil, right? I also felt bad for him, bro, because he's constantly running every game, every three days, bro. He'll run for ninety minutes straight, you know, yeah. like that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, so coming yes, back to I Anthony, agree. right? Yesterday he, he it was just an off day for him, lah. So for for us to sit down and say that oh no, Anthony is a poor signing based off yesterday, I I don't think that's fair on him. Is, because is he's got us the winners like against Barcelona. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have knocked Barcelona yes. out. And yeah. as a team overall, he helps us. He gives us that width. He provides that progression to the final third. There are so many things he he gives us as a team. Like he said, you know, Chun Hang, like you said, he's the type of player that elevates the team. And we really need that yes. uh, left-footed right winger for Eric's uh, system. And I've seen him score many goals or get... I've seen when Anthony not playing and it's someone else like Elanga or what. In that position, uh, mm. when it's a 1v1, it's uh, a drop off. he cannot take it because he's not a left-footer. But I know if Anthony was there, like his goal against uh, Arsenal, you remember? Goals like that yes. all, uh, only Anthony can score, you know? And yesterday, he wasn't obviously... He didn't get any chance to do that because uh, we didn't create any chances. But that's just my take on it. He had a very poor game. I think he was one of the poorer players... From yesterday, lah. Um, that's for sure. There's no doubt. But in a poor, poor team as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're looking at Anthony's performance yesterday, if we're trying to dissect that, yes, I think it's poor. There's a lot of indecisions in the final third. There's a there's a couple of moments where he was on the left. I remember a moment where he was on left and he got the ball from Bruno Fernandez. A quick transition. All he had to do was to play that ball to Rashford into the box. Right. Yeah. Yes. I and he took it. his time. And he delayed. Yeah. He took yeah. his time. Mm. There were some doubts there, and that's, un- like you said, uncharacteristics of a risk taker like Anthony who likes to show both. Mm-hmm. He took too mm. long, and it gave Konate the time to recover, took the ball, and then, personally for me, it was a poor game. And uh, to blame him for the goal, I think it's a bit, uh, it's I don't think it's his fault honestly. 
Mm. Um, because we have to understand where that goal came from. Um, it came from a Alisson switch of play, which we have to applaud Alisson, one of the best ball playing keepers. What a great right? ball! Great ball, ball to Robertson, and he brought Robertson. it in. So and then another great ball from Robertson. Exactly, uh, but Anthony at that at a point when Alisson first played that ball, it already bypassed him. So Anthony was jogging back. He saw that you know Dalos keeping track of uh, Robertson, perhaps a, a uh, man-marking uh, duty assigned by Ten Hag. We see that, you know, the common thing is that when, when, the, when the fullbacks receive the ball, we see a lot of players trying to mark them, trying to man-mark them to stop their progression because that's where their creativity comes from. Unfortunately, Dalo did not close him uh, in time, gave him too much space. And uh, uh, Fred and Varane, I felt like should have covered Gakpo's run a bit better but unfortunately it didn't happen and Gakpo's finish was amazing let's not take it away from what a finish let's bro. not take yeah. it away from yes. I think no, no keeper can save that lah. how to see through those so many bodies what a goal bro by Gakpo no no. I think yeah. some goals you just have to hold your hand up and say yeah it's a good goal yeah, it's a good goal it's a good goal but I think it's preventable yeah. if the run yes. yes. was a bit yeah. more covers the yeah. space a bit more yeah I think I think the big I mean we set out to talk about this for half an hour, but it just shows how much there is to actually talk about the game. Um, but I think the biggest positives to take away from a Man United point of view, yes, it's 7-0, yes, it's against Liverpool, right? But the thing is, the biggest compliment to this United side is the fact that everyone is so surprised by the result. And that's the fact that Eric Ten Hag has come in on his first full season and been very impressive. This United team has been very impressive. But unfortunately, like you said, legs are not quite there. The squad still are taking time to transition. And that's what I think you, you United fans should look at. We said on the last podcast, this, a cup and a fourth place trophy. Sorry, a, a trophy and a fourth place finish <laughs> is a fantastic season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that this result doesn't change that at all. Yeah, really. that's... Do you know what I mean? Fourth place is very much in the back. The cup is already done. Yeah. You know, so I think the biggest... Thing I would take away if I was a United fan, I right? say, yeah, fuck, this is shit. Okay, let's go yeah. hide for a while. But at the end of the day, we have got a brilliant manager in place. We are going to sign players that he needs yeah. in the summer. And this is the this is our if this is our starting block in his first full season, pff, nothing yeah. to worry about. And that's Absolutely exactly how I feel, about. bro. Yeah. Like when we lost seven 0 I was yeah. sad lah. But then it was <laughs> not like the four nils and the five nils of last season. You know, it's a completely different feeling. Like I don't know how to feel. You know, I'm sad. I'm shocked. But we're still in the... We, I'm still looking forward to Real Betis. You know, Europa League. We're still in the FA Cup. 100%. You know, if we can finish well two, two in the top to four. Like, we're trying to still comfortably finish top four. Like, it doesn't change much, la, I would say. The no, only thing I'm worried about is... Because we lost 7-0, is that going to hurt us mentally? Are we going to go on, like, some stupid, like, you know, shit run? You know, that's the only thing I'm worried about. But even that also, I... This players will bounce back, lah. That's why. That's why I'm very confident. That would be even more yeah. surprising yeah. than the seven zero. Yeah. That would be even more that's surprising true. than seven zero. So I think. I think. Oh yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much from Man United view. But I think let's let's talk about Liverpool a bit because let's not let's not uh, you know go away from the fact that they they did score seven goals. This is a team that has been struggling. This is a team that you know for large portions of the season has been under fire. But you look back at the form table, they're top. They've got four wins in the last five. Clean sheets across the last five games is very impressive. And Chunang, what do you think is 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 
is thing are things starting to work? Do you think it's a one-off? What do you think has maybe been lacking previously that maybe is coming into play? I don't know. What do you think is going on at Liverpool? I think what they lacked uh, previously was this kind of statement victories, you know, and now they have it. You know, seven nil against United against your arch nemesis at home. It couldn't come at a better time. And previously, we were giving Liverpool a lot of shit, you know, for for their defensive calamities. But they were brilliant mm. yesterday. Goalkeeper, yep. albeit there were some a few chances United should have buried, but um, defensively, they were on top of their game. And mm. I thought Fabinho, Henderson, and Elliot this midfield trio which um, I'm pretty sure you guys have been criticizing it, it as well when you guys first saw yeah. it. Yeah. Ha- they have been bossing it, honestly. The tempo suddenly switched up. And the question remains, will, will they maintain this, this, uh, this sort of momentum throughout, throughout the campaign? Because it is not easy. Let, let's be honest. I've seen Jordan Henderson and Fabinho play across the season, like earlier oh, in the season. Uh, yeah. They I've aren't this good. Well. They aren't this good. And I don't <laughs> yes, know why. Yeah. It's probably because of motivation, you know, having to bounce back. They're, 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 let's not forget, like you said, they're riding off a few wins of their, uh, at the back of, of mm. this game. They are carrying momentum into this game. And suddenly we see the atmosphere has lifted them up. Jordan Henderson, what a performance. And Fabinho, I don't remember a bad game from him. When it came, yeah. when it comes across United, honestly, yesterday, which is out of character, yeah, <laughs> out of character in terms of this season, but this season, yeah. but you're telling me Fabinho, this is a guy who's been bullying Man United defenses from the very beginning. But there's only <laughs> one game that I that I comfortably see him struggle, and that's the game earlier this season at Old Trafford. Yes, the rest of the games he's been bossing it in this sort of fixture. You in know, this he fixture? loves it. Yeah, he loves it, and Mohamed Salah, Mo Salah, I mean. Not enough words to uh, not enough words can, can come out of my mouth to describe the magician right now. All time leading goals, hundred and twenty nine goals. Yeah, it's a big thing, bro. It's a big. Yeah. It's so it's funny. You, thing. I don't know if you guys heard his post match thing. I don't blame you. We didn't. But this guy, he's on the ball with the numbers, you know. Oh, he knows. He knows he's on stuff. the ball. He knows, he knows bro. Of course, bro. He and knows he says, stuff. "I came in in that first season. I knew this number. Can you imagine? That's the yeah. elite mentality, True. you know." I mean, and it's so yeah. crazy when you hear these insights or these small things where, you know, he's, he gives up it. He said, yeah, when I came into my first season, I knew this was a number. 128 was a number. And I've been chasing it down ever since. Crazy you know what? mentality. You know what? Salah <laughs> reminds me as those kind of guys that just holds things into his heart. He doesn't forgive. He holds things. He has this yeah. sort of, this, this killer mindset, we, we call it. Or yes, this, he, he holds vengeance. He, he wants his revenge. <laughs> You know, like yes. like we've, we've seen it against uh, Real Madrid. Uh, he holds it very dearly to his heart. Yeah. You know? And the criticism yeah. he's got at Chelsea, bear in, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out saying, you know, a lot of this uh, in the future, probably perhaps he retires <laughs> and people, he's got he, some, he writes a book. He's got some know? tweets on his wall yeah, before yeah. he goes to bed, he looks at it every day. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires and he dedicates one chapter based on his on his horrible time at Chelsea, just dishing Chelsea. up Mourinho. And the, yeah, and the, and the treatments he's got, service he's got, he's he strikes yeah, me I as think... those sort of guys that you just don't want to mess with because he'll remember everything. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. just that good. He's just that good that, that he can do anything. Um, even at a, at a relative, I I would we would say we would classify it as an off season for him. Off season, yeah. He's yeah. still banging still, them and the still goals, despite right? that twenty something goals. Agreed. 
and a confident Mo Salah is a very scary Mo Salah definitely definitely but the thing and the thing is he's always confident no matter what no matter what the well, team is I, I wouldn't confident. say that I, I mean earlier in the season we wouldn't say that right no he's been poor I we agree. wouldn't say that I agree but honestly confidence we can see it in this game particularly when he just did remember the, the ball he scored yeah where, where he just right. turned yeah, on his right, right leg on his left first right. time he right, right? oh my god he literally turned did some kung fu shit yeah. volley into the back of that <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is uncharacteristic and only players with confidence with confidence does it alright and Agreed. he is beaming with confidence and the other person actually actually, I want to slightly touch on before you finish is Cody Gakpo I think when we signed him I was a bit negative about the signing I'm always wary about players coming from the Dutch league especially when players who their main sort of attributes are their physicality in, in the Dutch league, I don't think it translates that well. I think, again, that's just a personal opinion based on nothing, no numbers, nothing. So I was a bit wary about his signing. Um, it's taken a while for him to transition, but four goals in the last four goals and the two of them yesterday were amazing, amazing. I don't know what your guys' thoughts have been because obviously he was heavily linked with United before he came over. Um, I personally think that he is a left winger. I don't and I, I never had the, rather than a striker. Yeah. I never had the uh, idea. I never entertained the idea of him being a, a center forward or false nine because I just don't think he has a link up. He has the uh, ability to to uh, interchange with with players such that like uh, Firmino. You know, I don't think he has that Firmino qualities in him. But he has proven me mm. wrong. <laughs> Fair enough, he's proven me yeah so same, wrong. Same. <laughs> to be fair, the first goal did come from the left when he's playing as a left winger. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. honestly, he, what he brings to the side is the pressing that he is still... Oh, wow. We have to give credit to that. I mean, he's been running non-stop. His finishes were class. His touches were great. Link-up play... I still think Roberto Firmino's the classic uh, model, role model for him. Yeah. Um, he still has a lot to learn. But he's been uh, proving me really, really wrong. Yeah, same. Agreed. Agreed. So I think, I mean, I think that closes off nicely, guys. I think, like we say, it doesn't change much for Man United. For Liverpool, it's a very positive morale booster. But that, I think the biggest test and the biggest uh, uh, proof will be when they play Bournemouth on the weekend. So let's see. It'll be very Liverpool to drop some points there. Um, I don't know if there's anything to add, Vis. Anything else you wanna wanna touch upon? Um, I'm gonna ask you one question. After yesterday's seven nil, right? How confident are you that Liverpool are going to finish in the top four this season? Um, yeah. Again, it's so funny, right? You mm. you win seven nil against a really good team like Man United, and the fact that I'm not. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I really wanted to ask you this question it, as soon it, as the game finished. You know, because you're always yeah. very like. You oh. don't suddenly, oh, just because it's 7-0, you know, you get on your high horse and you like, change yeah, your opinion. you know. So. No, I think it's a great morale yeah. booster. But I think, like I said, the Bournemouth result will make me more confident. If we come away with Bournemouth, we have a very comfortable win. Mm. That That is, I think, where I'll be like, we have a chance here. Because Spurs are poor. Yeah. Spurs are poor. I think Newcastle started off the season really well. I think the Carabao Cup loss will be... It'll be a den, you know, as it should be, just because it's a big occasion and they've lost that. And I don't think they've got the squad to carry it over the 38 games. So I think if Liverpool can sort of find some form there, got Luis Diaz to come back next week, who is, again, a huge loss. Diogo Jota has, has been back. He Once he gets a bit of form, I think he's a fantastic player. 
um, in terms of you know what he does in terms of off the ball stuff, but also just finding goals when we really need it. The biggest question mark is like you said, Chunang has said that you know Fabinho and Henderson can be good players. How many times they can be good players in the next sort of 14, 13 games left in the season will be the biggest uh, determination of where we finish. Lah, you know, and I think fourth place is important for Liverpool, given the fact that we are going to need some incomings in the summer. I don't mean to um, to make you feel uh, down on anything, but if you look at Liverpool's uh, next fixtures, all right, after Bournemouth, we have... Oh, yeah. Have That's why I asked you the question. After also. Real Madrid... <laughs> I have. You have Man City, oh. Arsenal, Chelsea. Further down the line, there's Tottenham Hotspur as well. How yeah. confident are you now? <laughs> exactly. But honestly, I think the toughest game out of those, obviously City. I think, Arsenal. Yeah. But the least confident game I would have been would have been yesterday's game. Mm. So I think three points here, which I've never expected. Um, we've got, I think it's fantastic. Man City, they'll turn up. I'm, I'm sure Liverpool will turn up. Whether we win or not is a bigger question. And then Arsenal, I think Arsenal still have... Arsenal are not as good as City, they're not as good as Liverpool were in previous seasons. They're a very good team. We could obviously lose, but I don't. I could see us taking points from okay. that game as well. I think avoiding defeat is the most important thing in the next few fixtures. And then after that, Spurs and Newcastle, uh, you're, you're, you only need to compete with what is around you. And I don't think Spurs and Newcastle are that mm-hmm. are that good Fair. currently. So, so Chunhang, one question we'll for you. United's uh, title challenge finish it lah. It was never there to Yeah, it. it was a good it goal. Was never ah, there. Good goal. No, remember when you asked me, do you think uh, United are in a title race? This is why. This is why I cannot give you a, like a straight up answer, you know. I was waiting for this result, actually. <laughs> always dangerous. Yes. It's always okay. dangerous, including United in any sort yeah, of title really. race. Totally I'm happy with the Carabao Cup. <laughs> No, no, it's still a very good... I think it's a very positive season. It's a very positive season for Man United, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I think that wraps up that. I really enjoyed that, yeah. guys. That's fantastic. Um, I think maybe I enjoyed it, obviously, because I'm feeling good from yesterday. I don't know how it would be if I was on the other side. But despite that, <laughs> Chunang, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks you no. so much. <laughs> couldn't be easy dissecting that game. But uh, remind us where we can find you. And, uh, you know, where's best to follow you and obviously when when we can watch you on Astro. All right. Thanks for thanks for giving me that segue. Um, you uh, you guys can can follow me on Twitter at Chunhang7. That's C-H-U-N-H-A-N-G-7. Um, basically, it's the place where I just talk about football, you know, interact with anybody and also, um, you know, just putting out my work out there. And a GoPro 90 will be releasing every Friday, 8.15pm on Astro Arena 2 on channel 802 for Malaysian listeners. Nice, of nice. Course. So yeah. Brilliant. And I think I, I I cannot, if I could virtually retweet this in a podcast, <laughs> that's what I'll be doing right now. Chunang, I really enjoy him. Guys, follow him. Uh, really good insight. He's doing great stuff, not only on Twitter, but just in terms of Malaysian appreciation of football I think it's fantastic um, you know I'm, I'm an older guy I'm 30 now but Chunang is flying the flag for the young guys the young Malaysian guys so keep going if I could uh, you know one ask one thing for any of you guys who are listening please like share tell your mates about this it's all about for obviously for us to grow the podcast but for us to just grow involvement of Malaysian based football appreciation and football listeners it'll be fantastic so yeah guys if you could share the podcast give us a like 
very much appreciate it. Otherwise, I've really enjoyed this. I hope you guys have as well. It's been the Bola Boys. Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. <laughs> no one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.